Hello and welcome to episode seven of Establish the Collection. I'm Cody Main, joined as always by my co-host Gary Hartman. And for an NBA-filled show, we needed to break out the big guns. So we brought in the writer of the most in-depth NBA matchups column on the interwebs, the host of NBA 3-Ball, your favorite hoops analyst, Mike Gallagher. Mike, how's it going? Pretty good, man. Uh, excited to be on the show. I mean to listen to this. I used to be in the card game. Uh, I broke out my uh, lots of old cardboard that I used to have back in the day. That I, I wanted love to. It. Uh, I love yeah, that. I used to be in the cardboard streets, but I want to get back into it. Um, excited. Yeah Gary, yeah, Gary and I have been talking privately. We just sold our house, and so I was going through boxes and boxes of crap trying to get rid of stuff, and I just found the most worthless card collection on Saturday. Oh. <laughs> I was so disappointed. It was all 80s and 90s stuff, and I'm like, okay, maybe one. One Michael Jordan, nothing. I didn't nothing, have anything no. of value. So I, had, I did it a while ago. It's so bad. Like so many like 91 tops and just yes. like, ugh. Yes, I, I love the old school binders, though, man. I used to sit on the floor in my room, just set like organizing it by team and throwing them all in the binders. It was some some good times. Yeah, most of my good cards are at my parents' house, but like I, yeah. I got some good ones in here. It's Griffey always rookie, uh, Shaq rookie, Kobe rookie. That's legit, go. man. That's legit stuff. Yeah, that's real legit. Uh, we might have to talk off air, see what kind of condition those things are in. Get it all set up for your grading and stuff. Nice. <laughs> um, all right. Well, yeah, we appreciate you making the time for us, Mike. We know you're you're obviously a busy man this time of year, especially. But um, uh, we should note off off the top, we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon, so we're four games in. I think four games in every series uh, in round one now. So most series have taken shape. We kind of understand who's gonna who's gonna come out of those series with just a few up in the air. So uh, we wanted to to kick it off with some round one takeaways, some of your biggest surprises, overperformers, underperformers. So uh, we'll just go series by series and, and kind of see where you're at with the landscape of the league and, and where you think where you think things will shake out. But let's kick it off with Sixers Wizards. Uh, Sixers are up 3-1, but the, the big storyline here is the Embiid injury or, or right knee soreness. He was uh, taken out of game four early on. And the, the Wizards ended up stealing one. So where are you at with Sixers, Wizards, and, and anything that you, has stood out to you? Yeah, just um, like you said, the Sixers are really good. Uh, and that Embiid injury, we don't have it yet. We're waiting on it. Yeah. Uh, definitely on pins and needles for that. Um, but yeah, but they're good. Nothing really to say. Westbrook's been kind of playing pretty well. Ankle injuries affected him clearly both ends. Uh, ben Simmons has still played great despite the free throw stuff. And I thought, I guess from a card standpoint, a guy that made an impact for me was Tyrese Maxey yesterday. Yeah. Uh, a guy I was pretty high on. So I kind of want to see what he could do. Maybe have cut into Shake Milton a little bit. So some Maxey card action could be pretty fun. That's that's a great point. There's, you know, the 2021 Prism stuff that came out, I don't know, probably like two months ago now. You know, obviously Lamelo and Edwards had all the hype. And then there was some of the, you know, some Wiseman love for a while and then quickly had a market with New York. But Maxi was one of those guys that I think was undervalued from the jump. You can get some of his colored refractor stuff for a, a slight, you know, a pretty big discount compared to some of those other dudes. So uh, that that's a good point. I wanted, Mike, to ask you about Ben Simmons because so just from a hobby perspective, he's someone that has had a ton of hype for for a long time. Just being the first pick, um, the inter, you know, being Australian, the international market for him. So he's he's kind of had a lot of widespread appeal for a long time. His, you know, so coming out when he was, you know, his his cars were were through the roof at the start, and they, actually for someone that. Has kind of just been, you know, a, a very, very good player and an all-star, but not like transcendent. He's he's maintained a pretty good market. I mean, right now you can get this card, which is his just base prism PSA 10 rookie card. Um, you can get this for around $250, $260, which is pretty good for the the 10 
Um, what, what do you think about Simmons? What does he need to do to kind of take that next leap? And, and do you see him? Uh, I know he's had some nice games this, this series, but what, what do you think you need to see from him to, to take that next step in this playoffs? Yeah, just some semblance of a shooting game. I mean, it's it's one thing to miss your free throws, but just overall having any shooting game could really do a lot yeah. uh, to make him better. It took a step back overall in efficiency as well. I mean, he's never going to be a big usage guy, but I think he could right. be, you know, pretty solid. Just like you said, can't really be that all-star or true superstar caliber player. Yeah, that, and that's... just like defensive styles like even translate to the card market that well. I don't no. know because he's like he's yeah no. okay cool no. yeah. Yeah, that that's the whole thing with him is like, you know, I'm pretty surprised that his market's maintained. You know, you can get that base prism for still mid 250s, closer to 300 sometimes. Like for someone that's not as flashy offensively, it's it's pretty interesting. For me, he's probably more of a sell if the Sixers make a run. Um, you know, this this season, if they get to the championship, whatever, Eastern Conference Finals, he has a couple of big moments. Uh, for me, that's still more of a sell just because I don't know if that long term you know, uh, flash on the court is there for, for his hobby, uh, you know, his prices. So that's, that's my take on, on Simmons, you know, Embiid, hopefully I didn't see the injury. Was it a bad fall? I, I, uh, no. yeah. Well, everyone thought it was his butt, but, um, <laughs> but it was uh, his knee and he got kind of tweaked. So, yeah. um, yeah, cool. Well, so, I, hopefully it's okay. Yeah. Did have an issue earlier this season. It's not his bad knee. The one they had uh, surgery on a while ago, but we'll see. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I think we can move on from that series. It's probably the most boring one, especially if everyone's healthy on the Sixers. Um, you know, they Philly should take care of business sooner than later and uh, basically be able to waltz to the Eastern Conference Finals if Embiid is healthy, that is. So, um, all right. Sorry, let's, yeah, sorry go ahead. Gary, I got, I got to do it to you. Do it. We got to, we got to talk about your Knicks. We were talking about it off air and Julius Randle <laughs> and having the yips and missing everything. Uh, Hawks are up 3 1. They're going to try and close it out in Gary's face on Wednesday night at MSG, <laughs> not to rub it in. Uh, Gary, I'll kick it to you first. First of all, let's talk about your Knicks. What's what's going on, uh, man? I mean, they they just look outclassed in Atlanta, right? Like, there's just no way around it. Um, I wish there was. They just, they're getting out coached. First of all, like, why are you not attacking Trey Young on every defensive mm-hmm. possession? It makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. Uh, you know. It, Tibbs is he's he's getting out coached and they're just getting out played. First of all, it doesn't seem especially in game four, the Hawks weren't missing a shot, it seems like. Every single, you know, uh time they go down the floor, I'm expecting them to hit a three or or at least convert for some points. And um, yeah, the Knicks just look like um, you know, they're getting exposed a little bit from what they were in the regular season, which which is a shame. Uh, but listen, hopefully Wednesday, you know, win at home and you never know. But I would be shocked if they don't go back to Atlanta and lose losing six there. Shocked? I would be shocked if they, even if they win on Wednesday, I'd be shocked if they lose if they win Game Six. Oh no, I'm so, okay, yeah, I, I think that they 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 may, they're in trouble winning on Wednesday. Oh no, 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 I think we, I think yeah. you know, just the crowd alone, I think can carry another win. But I would be shocked yeah. if they don't get then. You know, I don't think they have the ability to win in Atlanta right now. I really don't. So. Yeah, yeah um, same. But uh, I think for the card market, Mike Trey is the biggest name. So he's someone obviously has all the flash, all the offensive upside. He's had a huge, um, he's been a huge name in in the card market since he's come out. Uh, and obviously, this is this is big for for his overall outlook, just kind of the ability to perform in the playoffs. So what have you seen out of Trey? Uh, do you believe this is real? Do you think he could continue this kind of mini leap that he's been taking? And uh, are, are you excited about more playoff Trey Young basketball? Yeah, um, very diverse game. People don't really realize that this dude's not just a straight shooter. He's a really good passer. He's a really good driver. He generates offense like much like Luca does. Doesn't have the size, doesn't have the quite as flash. Uh, as Luca does with some big shots and all that good stuff. But yeah, I think Trey's here to stay. Um, pretty durable in his career overall. But yeah, I think he's I think he's gonna be a, kind of a superstar caliber player. I'm with you. And he's such a villain right now for for, for New York. I mean he's <laughs> that, he, 
that's been the funnest thing for me to see was yeah. just the silencing the crowd at MSG and the the sick post game press conferences and the ice tray celebrations. It's all of it's so much fun and and that that stuff matters as much as the performance on court, just his kind of persona off court too for yeah. his card prices. There's a lot to love about Trey. I mean, the, the persona, yeah. the the overall just offensive game. Kids love him, which I think will mm -hmm. be will be big for the for his future outlook. You know, as those kids start getting older and they might be getting into the hobby more. Um, you know, he's just one of those players that has such popularity. I actually just wanted to mention one trade card that I think is a real buy right now. So, um, you know, we, we talk a lot as, about the base. Yeah. Prism PSA 10 is kind of the market out, you know, just kind of like a, a market uh, indicator of what a player is doing. But, you know, base in general has seen a big dip. I think people are finally realizing that, hey, these are the cards that are, are really circulated. There's a lot in population. And you're going to start seeing, I think, and something that maybe we'll start to do more is to kind of look at silvers and refractors and colors um, as kind of more of a true indicator of the upside of their market. So uh, I just want to talk about the Trey Young silver prism variation, which is basically just his refractor. So it looks like this, you know, it's shiny uh, as opposed to just the base, which is just kind of uh, just a chrome card, but no shine or, or refractor to it. So this is a nine. Um, so not, not a 10, uh, the PSA silver Trey young rookie nine right now is only going for around $400, even with this little playoff bump. I mean, think, you know, it's up a, a little bit. It was probably mid three hundreds at the end of the season. Um, but the 10 is going for like 15, 1600 yeah. for, for, so you see a real big difference there of like you know, a thousand to $1,300 difference between the nine and the 10, you're going to see that a lot with some of these cards. But to me, um, you know, especially with less of these in circulation, uh, getting, you know, popping in at a nine at a much more affordable price is something that I think is a really interesting buy if you're looking for, for someone like Trey Young. Yeah. And you can get the silver variation in a nine for, you said it's around $300 for, uh, around, around four. So it's a little four. more than the base 10, but so yeah, basically just a little bit, but a little bit more than the base 10. Yeah. That makes yeah. a ton of sense. And, and as you see some of these more ultra modern stuff, like 2018, even 2017 to a degree, but 2018, 2019 rookie classes, um, you know, a lot of these guys just have five tens of thousands, 15,000 plus PSA 10 base cards in circulation already. So right. um, yes, it, 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 I think you are seeing a shift in the market overall, starting to see some of the the prices dip, even as guys like Trey, Trey is performing really well, his, his card prices haven't moved a whole lot in the off season. So right. Yeah, good, really good point by you. I do think just to wrap up the Hawks real quick, you know, if if and when they take care of the Knicks, they move on. If he has a couple moments against the Sixers, you know, they make that a series, which I think they could. You know, they they they're playing really, really good basketball on both ends right now. Um, I would expect to see that stuff keep going up. So um, you know, hey, if you're if you're in the trade market, I think you know, now would be the time to uh keep buying or possibly hold to to see what he gets going on in the second round. Uh any anything else on the Hawks, Mike? Anyone else impressing you? Uh, no, do you want to talk some uh, Knicks stuff? Yeah, or... yeah, we could we we could touch on the Knicks quickly. So... Okay, I, I wasn't sure. I didn't want to skip over. No, um... no, no, no. We should. So, Julie... <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna go a different route and talk Obi Toppin. Oh, let's okay. do it. Okay, all right. Yeah, all right. so uh, we saw him take some of Nerwin's the most minutes, and uh, Thibodeau said that everything's on the table about that continuing. So, you know, possibly a little window, a little bit of uh, what we could see ahead of him. We know he's a really exciting player. It hasn't really performed at all, but the small sample size is kind of a a little bit buzz for next year. Yeah, I, I've been shocked at the, how productive those OB minutes have been. Um, you know, they've obviously been creeping up since the second half of the season. They've been seeing more productive minutes in his 10 to 12 minutes a game or whatever it's been. But to see this happen on the playoff stage, um, 
been just really great. And, you know, maybe long-term it's just ends up being highlight reels for a trade season for Obi Toppin, who knows, <laughs> but uh, for now it's, it's been really productive to see just, you know, something off that if you're still floating around the 2021 prism kind of breaks group breaks, the Knicks are, um, you know, you have quickly and Toppin in there obviously, yeah. and their prices compared to like the, the wolves who, or just some of the, you know, the Kings are more expensive, obviously they have Halliburton, but you know, they're probably the eighth or ninth most expensive team in most team group breaks for for 2021 prism so uh that could be a good buy if you believe in obi's ability to get uh get it going so yeah, these, yeah, guys can, these guys can hold value some of these young rookies that that you know haven't really proven anything haven't gotten a chance to prove anything they'll, they'll hold value for a little bit longer than you might expect just in the sense that people will continue to prospect on them you know if they haven't really shown that they're not the guy then then right. people will continue to buy as they prospect and and hope that they can become that type of guy uh, and then I think the only thing we should talk on quickly, Mike, is Julius Randle. Do we think, um, wh- what do we think Julius Randle more is? Do you think we see, you know, he's more of the most improved player that we saw all year, or do we, is he more of the guy that we've seen the last uh, week and a half? So part of the series, he re- improved in a lot of areas, like his jump shooting in every area you could think of was like better. So that's a good indication. Like Brandon Ingram had that happen last year and like it translated. So I think it's pretty much a buy, but this is just so bad. The Hawks have ah. just defended him so well. And they, he's got to do a better job of realizing he's the guy and know that defenses are rotating to him yeah. um, quickly. It's just not working. Well, you could buy low right now. Um, his just base PSA 10 prism rookie. Only the, the 10 only has a pop of like 40, I think. Wow. And um, it's, it was going for the four or $500 range for most of the season. The most recent one last week sold for, uh, $295. Oh so my God. quite, uh, quite a dip. Uh, certainly a buy low. If you believe in his ability to, um, you know, be more of the player that we saw in the regular season, which God, I'm, I'm hoping that is the case. Uh, let's, uh, <laughs> let, let's move on from, from Nick Hawks. What do we got next, Cody? Yeah. Why don't we just wrap up the East with these two series? Cause, cause I don't think round one was all that interesting. I don't think there's no. a ton to take away from round one for either of these. Um, but bucks swept the heat in a series that feels like it ended a month ago. Uh, and then the next are likely going to wrap up the Celts Celtics tonight. Um, they're up three, one. So I just want to get, this is, this is kind of what we've all been wanting. We've, we want the Giannis versus the big three in the nets. Um, wh- what did you see out of Giannis and, and drew and Chris out of uh, round one? And then do they have the firepower to take down this nets team in the next round? Uh, so their defense is a lot better. And the problem with what they did with the Heat was the Heat are very interior-based for their offense besides Duncan Robinson. That's not the case here. They're going to get a really well-rounded offense attacking them. They're going to be so hard to defend. I don't think they have a chance. And I was pretty high on the Bucks coming into it for the reasons I just said. But that's just too good. Um, they're playing decent defense. I, I think they're going to smash them. Yeah. They're yeah. I think in, I'm thinking like Nets and five, but I haven't done that. Really? Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. That's you know that's pretty surprising because you're seeing some people really get it back on the Bucks bandwagon now and yeah. um, you know they're a strong team. Drew, if you know if that's the problem is just their firepower, right? Even yeah. if Drew could shut down one of those two guards, you know what do you what you you're not stopping all three of them every night, right? So yeah, losing Dante hurts. Yeah, I mean, it hurts to take yeah. him off Harden and Kyrie. You're gonna have to go with more Connaughton and uh, more PJ Tucker on bigger guys. Like you, you can't just defend another guy. So I think that really really hurts them. Like it, obviously. Giannis Middleton drew, but if I had to pick a guy, like I'd rather lose Brooke over Dante in this series after yeah. Brooke had such yeah. a great series in the Heat series. Totally, totally. You know, it's uh yeah, it's scary in that sense where like, you know, Bryn Forbes might end up taking a really, really important shot at some point in the series, you know, and that's mm-hmm. you know, how how much can you really rely on him to be shooting lights out all the time? And uh, I, I wanna think the Bucks can can get it done. I'm really excited for that series. I think um 
you know, I, I think it'll be competitive at the very least, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's, it's really all about the nets and their chemistry, their ability to play defense. And, you know, there's no reason to think that, you know, having three of the, the top, whatever, 10, 15 players in the league on the same team in this, this postseason <laughs> can't get it done. So yeah, Gary, um, I know you've got some nice Giannis stuff and he I was do. one, he was one guy that I was thinking that could really benefit of, among all the superstars that are, you know, all the superstars that are left in the playoffs. He seemed like one guy that could really benefit from a long playoff run and get the, yeah. kind of get the, the monkey off his back. But man, it just, it feels like that getting that one seed would have been huge for, for either mm-hmm. of these squads really. Seriously. But yeah, this second round matchup is no joke. Yeah, we spoke about it a little bit when we did our kind of our preview yeah. of the of the uh, postseason, just the ability for Giannis to get it going, um, you know, get that playoff monkey off his back, I think would be huge. You know, if he was able to get through one of the Sixers or the, or the Nets, I think it would be, you know, he's already, Mike, just just for context, he's already certainly got uh, insane hobby value. Um, you know, he's, he's not LeBron, but he's got, you know, his rookie stuff. Uh, in in any kind of variation or PSA 10 sells for, you know, money, much money in the, in the thousands. So he's something that could really take an, even another leap though, as far as card prices are concerned. And uh, I think he needs to kind of show it in the playoffs. So first, and he's off to a good start, but he's about to run into the, the juggernaut nets. Um, just real quick for me on the Bucks, I think you you could find Drew Holiday stuff slabbed in rookie mm-hmm. cards is just a total buy. Um, again, we talked about how that tops 09 set, the Steph Curry set, uh, really was pretty low print runs, uh, and so there's not that much out there for Drew, but it does not sell for that much. So uh, there's like some PSA nine stuff you can find as tops Chrome uh, rookie for like four hundred dollars. You can find the tops paper for like one fifty. Uh, I would just say. Drew is one of the best, if not the best perimeter defense player league. I know that doesn't necessarily translate, but I think, you know, he's obviously a good offensive player too. Uh, and he's, I think he's starting to finally be appreciated more. So I just, even if the upside isn't like two, $3,000 for those cards, I think it's definitely higher from the, than the one to $500 range. So uh, Drew for me is a buy real quick before we move on from there. I just want to show this card off the mic. So Mike and I love, we both love Nick Claxton. Uh, he, he's our oh, guy, nice. daddy, daddy Clax. So this is a, <laughs> this is a nebula. It's a one of one. Um, so these are out of the Donruss optic set. So they're kind of have like that, like a uh, galaxy mixed color feel. And this is a, this is a PSA nine, but it's a, it's a one of one uh, Nick Claxton rookie card. So it's so, a, it's a cool card. I'm, I'm invested in, in daddy Clax. Before we move on. Should I, should I, Drew Holiday should have a long career, man. Like he could yeah. play the way he plays could keep him going in his upper thirties. I agree. We shouldn't ignore. I, just, I think he might retire before he should, to be honest, because he's such a family man and all that stuff. Yeah. But he's going to be good for another three, four, five, six years. Yep. Where where should we be projecting Tatum long term? Because obviously they're you know they're going to get bounced, but man, he's he's shown he can be one of the league's best scoring wings. I listened to Three Ball this morning, and you know he's not getting any easy buckets, and he's still putting up mm-hmm. fifty burgers. So, uh, I mean, I mean, as far as where he can, where his true ceiling is, is it something that he can attain the way the current rosters? set up is it something that he can be the best scoring wing in the league for a long time i mean i think so uh, i mean not like maybe level kevin durant level but sure. like he's he's he got better usage rate wise true shooting wise like everything kind of went bad he's still so so young he's still not as strong as he's probably going to be in his career like he's only 23 so the fighter was only 15 years old on twitter <laughs> but um yeah i think he's legit man i mean the guy doesn't get hurt um like the only thing that slowed him down was covid like he's missed more than i think more than a game once in like an ankles week like guy's so so durable um yeah he's probably gonna be you know it's tough to say top five but probably top 10 player for the next decade awesome yeah, yeah. you can still pick up his his psa 10 stuff fairly cheap and his his pop count starts to get high with that 2017 class but um you can find his stuff around 400 to 450 now so maybe catch a bottom uh and during the off season after they get bounced 
Yep. And if you want an alternative to Prism, you know, you could always look for like the Donner's Optic rated rookies. This is a base also, a PSA 10, but you'll probably get these for about half the price of the Prism. And it's still probably his second flagship, just rookie cards. Yeah. So, you know, there's options out there if you want to get in on someone as as high profile as Tatum. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's keep let's keep going. Yeah, let's kick it, kick it to the West where there are actually a few series still up in the air. Um, start with Jazz Grizzlies. This one seems like it's kind of a foregone conclusion, which is which is tough because this Grizz team was fighting hard, man. They 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 look like they they were competitive in every game, but they've just been outmatched uh, to, to the last two games. So, uh, any takeaways from Jaw the way he's performed over the first four games? He's he's kind of looked like he belongs, and then Donovan Mitchell on the other side. Yeah, I mean, John Morant, uh, full second half. Um, big complaint for me all season was like, yo, play more. But um, yeah. he's been just great. Uh, his pick and roll game has really stepped up the last month. And he's a highlight machine. So we know that's great for cards. Even I know that. I don't know nothing about cards. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't see. He's going to be probably better for cards than he is for like reality. But um, yeah, Jaws legit. Donovan Mitchell has been, he's so good too. So um finally getting healthy we saw him kind of really step up offensively really busy usage he's definitely gonna be legit but i think joss car market no knowing nothing about the industry just the way he plays i think it's gonna be insane yeah they're they're both guys that we've spoken a lot about over the last couple of weeks um just because they're both really big names in the card market and and obviously on the floor i think the thing with Jai is so he saw his market uh, he was so, so high, like kind of being right behind Zion coming out. And so he saw his market really steadily decline throughout this entire season, kind of just major plateauing as, you know, not really taking a leap in during the season. And you know, as you said, they were limiting his minutes and he was up and down throughout the regular season. So I think people really needed to see him perform in the playoffs, which it's been good to see him do. Do you think Ja could be, um, you know, do you think he could be a number one option on a team that gets, you know, to the, at least the Western Conference finals, like at some point in in, in his career? Probably not. No, uh, he just doesn't have a good enough jumper to be that kind of guy yet. But right, I mean, yeah, he's he's yeah, he's he's got like I was talking to Evan Silva the other day, and I was like, yeah, he's kind of one dimensional, and he like kind of pushed back on me on that. And I was like, I mean, just like he doesn't really, he needs to get inside the paint to really yeah. dominate the game. I agree. So not having that layer to his offense, I think, is going to kind of make it tough to be a true number one on a kind of a championship contending team. Yeah, I'd like to see him add that, you know, improve from the outside, but uh, I'm with you for now. But at least you're right as far as kind of just being the human highlight reel. It, it will give him a baseline level in the hobby no matter what. Yeah, uh, yeah I do for sure. That's true. All right, I got to take an L on Clippers Mavs because <laughs> I uh, the, the Clippers were down 2-0 in the series. They were getting blown out in game three. They were down double digits in the first quarter uh, on the road in Dallas, and I just put out a tweet. I was like, oh, this Clippers team is total dust. And oh, no. they, they came back. They won game three. Not only did they win game three, but they, they blew out Dallas in game four. And now they're huge favorites to to win the series. So uh, Luca's clearly dealing with some discomfort. Um, I don't know, Mike, can he pull off any magic to to bring this series back in the, in the Mavs' favor? I don't think so. So Rick Carlisle said that uh, full-on Derek Zoolander, Luca can't turn left right now uh, without pain. <laughs> not, a, not an ambi-turner. But um, yeah, that was rough to hear um, for the way he's dictating yeah. their offense. They they ran out they ran out of their walk. Or they were so hot yeah. from, from three, just wasn't sustainable. And the Clippers' offense just keeps cruising. So we knew the Mavs took any step back, they were in trouble, and they're taking yeah. a step back. Lucas not one hundred percent. This team can't get to the rim when you have Chris Porzingis against all these small dudes. That's such a problem. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think that it's going to be what they're going to get waxed these final two games. But but I've been wrong on the Clippers perhaps more than any team ever. So I'm um, taking the other grain of salt, but I just think they have such an edge right now with Luka being limited. 
I'm I'm with you, Mike. So we, we came on this pod exactly a week ago and it was two old Mavs and we're <laughs> overreacting. I'm talking about our Kawhi's our Kawhi's best days behind him. Meanwhile, he Ugh. looks like he I know I I literally a week ago I sounded like a moron. He he looks he's looking like the best he has since what the 17th season of definitely the Raptors run. Yeah. Um, yep. you know, it's 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 unbelievable. And I'm I'm very happy about that, by the way. I love Pete Kawhi. I love watching Kawhi yeah. do his thing on both sides of the floor. Uh, and to me right now, the Clippers look like they could beat anyone if both those guys are mm-hmm. going. So uh, I'm with you. I think they finished this thing off in six, especially if Luka's not fully healthy now. So, uh, you know, Kawhi, um, he's actually, you've seen the bump over the last week. So he his uh, base PSA Prism 10, which is out of that, you know, classic 2012 set was around $1,500 last week when they were down 2-0. They're, you can't get them for really less than 17, 17, 75 show. So right now, so you've seen that two, $300 spike already just in the last week. So there's, there's Kawhi for you. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the series that maybe is the most up in the air in, in uh, Nuggets Blazers. I know we, you know, our NBA team, Mike, we, we were doing little predictions before the season started and you were the only one somehow that took the Blazers of our team, even though I think amongst most NBA analysts, it's, it, you know, just from a matchup perspective, I think most people like the, the Blazers a little bit more. I think we're all a little bit Jokic homers and Jokic stands over there, mm-hmm. but uh, what, what are you seeing out of that series? How do you, how do you see that going the rest of the way tied up? Yeah, just we can see the Blazers' depth is really on display. They just got so many things that they could do to slow the Nuggets down. Just taking away the non-Yogic players, uh, just because there's not that many to take away. Just take away MPJ, and you're really fighting an uphill battle from the Nuggets' standpoint. Besides Joker, so that's been an advantage. And just covering Dame has been tough. And we saw that they overdid it in the last game. While other guys kind of stepped up and really uh, put a dent into them that way, and they've been scoring at will on them. Yeah. Um, the Nuggets starters have a 122 defensive rating versus the Clippers. Uh, sorry, the Blazers starters have a 100 defensive rating, which is excellent, uh, especially against this offense. So, yeah, I think they got a really big advantage. Um, talked about this on the NBA pod we just recorded, but um, yeah, I, I think they're going to take it in six. Uh, oh, I think yeah? the Blazers got it tonight. Oh. I think they got it tomorrow. Maybe wrong. I don't feel strong about that, but uh, yeah. I, I think it's going to be – um, you know, really, really good. But just the rotation so tight, and they've got everything figured out. Going matching Nurk's minutes with Joker has been huge. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, that's such a good point. I wanted to ask you about MPJ because he's someone that has a similar market to Trey Young. Honestly, like he yeah. he is a yeah. really, really um, strong car market. People are really excited about his future. And Cody and I also discussed him pre pre uh, right before the postseason started. We're like, hey, if this is a guy that can really do some some uh, damage on the, the the national stage, we could see that market get even bigger. And that really just hasn't happened up to this point. And as you said, um, the Blazers, I guess, kind of just been game planning. Let's take this guy out. Um, out of out of the game and and that's kind of the key to the series for them so uh you know i I would like to see more from mpj the rest of the series but um obviously i still still think his future is very bright yeah just his his dribble game is not there and the way they're defending him for those perimeter shots has taken him away and he can't get inside on them right now so yeah i certainly still think he's really capable just insanely talented 22 been pretty healthy for the most part um despite the rocky start to his career too is there anything Dame can do to get this team to the next level? Or is it just kind of he's he's limited with the personnel that's that's there in Portland with just him and CJ and these kind of similar rosters that they've been running out for for a bunch of years now? Well, I think Nurk playing better is like everything. Like getting yeah. an interior presence on both sides. And Nurk is a really good pocket passer when they trap Dame and they get him in that high post and he could dish the guys who are open. So totally. that's really unlocked their offense to me, besides just Dame being Dame uh, right. and CJ being CJ, and Norm's been great too. So they're dangerous, man. Like I wouldn't be shocked if they make a run uh, to yeah. sneak out of the West. Just everything is wide open in the West right now. Yeah, you know that's such a good point. That's wild. I wouldn't have even thought about them as like a possible team to sneak out of the West. Now, if you told me that yeah. they got to the Western Conference Finals, like they've already done a couple of years ago, I wouldn't have been shocked. But you're right. I mean, with the with the AD injury, which we'll talk about in a minute, um, you know, with 
Phoenix and Utah, we don't know what their ultimate upside is. Uh, you know, that's a really good point. I, they could they could totally sneak through there. And if that's the case, I would look at buying some up some Dame rookie stuff, by the way. Uh, I, I have a PSA 9. I, we're talking a lot about PSA 9s here because I think it's important to see the difference where you can kind of yeah. get some value if you want to see. So I have a PSA 9 um, base rookie right here, which also comes out of the 2012 set. Uh, you can get this right now for like, three three fifty if you're price shopping wow. um which really i mean you're talking about a top 10 player in the league not bad at all not bad at all so um you and know dame, dame is yeah that that 2012 set is is pretty short printed dame's another one of those guys that's got a pretty low pop count only 861 psa 10s only 1600 in in circulation in total so yeah i mean getting a psa 9 of that and that's that's a card that's going to hold value long term totally just yeah, simply seven, for the 722 on that nine right there so yeah. not that many at all so uh, uh, Dame Dame's getting older, you know, hitting thirties, not slowing yep. down at all, yep. no, at all, at getting all. better. So it's scary to think how good it'll be in you know five six years. I don't say he's going to be better, but I just think he has a really sustainable career. I love that guy, and I also we also spoke about. I mean, there was starting to get murmurs about you know does he move on from Portland at some point. Um, you know, I don't know if that ever will happen, but if there's something that could shake up his career where he goes to a big two or big three, I know he's never wanted to be that kind of player, yeah. uh, which I respect obviously, but if, but if he goes to a spot where it's a little bit different and maybe increases his champ- chances of winning a championship, uh, a bigger market as well, you know, that's something that would also help his hobby value. So, you know, Dame's an exciting guy, long-term, short-term. Uh, last Western series to talk about here and probably the one with the most intrigue right now is Suns Lakers, Mike. So uh, just overall big picture views on that series right now with everything going on. Anthony Davis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's really all I could say. Yeah, if he's know. hurt, they're in trouble. If he's going to be able to play in game six, I like their chances. Um, LeBron's not healthy. LeBron can't score in half court like he used to. That's really affecting this offense without a lot of shot creators besides Schroeder, who's also limited um, for how he can score as well. Needs that pick and roll stuff. Can't really score when he's on a wing unless it's a quick blow by. It's hurt their offense half court. So yeah, it, it's all it's it's I hate to give the simple analysis. It's all AD if he can play. And I don't think he can. Uh, you have a Gordon Chin showing up at MRI. That's usually weeks. So I'm not liking the Lakers chances here. It sucks to pick against LeBron. But um, no. yeah, that's terrible timing, man. Yep. Yep. And I uh, what game five tonight. AD is unlikely to play. Um Contavious Caldwell Pope's questionable. You know, they're they're just in a they're in a tough spot. And if Chris Paul's getting healthier, and you got to give him a lot of credit for game four, by the way, Chris oh, Paul. Yeah. Um yeah. you know, that it, it might be crazy, but you know, the, the Suns might be the favorite in the series right now, so, you know, all depending mm-hmm. on on AD's health. And that's that's interesting to me for the hobby because one, we'll talk a little bit about AD, who's you know, LeBron's prices are pretty much set in stone. If he wins yeah. another title, it's just gonna help. But his stuff super safe, gonna, you know, super high end. You know, you're talking top of the market with him. AD is someone that you you still see fluctuate quite a bit. Um, if he wins another title and and is somebody that is a big contributor of that, you'll see his market go up. But you know, we're getting to the point now where he's just injury prone is not even the right word. I mean, you know, you're 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 concerned about his ability to stay on the court in any series, and that is a that is a big deal for Anthony Davis short and long term. Uh, and so I would just think about that before you're you know looking at AD as a true alternative investment. If you're if you're going heavily, uh, I would say it's it's a real concern. Um, like, if I could add to that point, so yeah. like back in the day, he would have, besides the shoulder injury, like he'd have these injuries where would be like, okay, one game here, one game there, here, there, here. Now it's like weeks at a time. And like, yeah. is it because he's getting older? Is it just bad luck? You hate that. And it's so like muscles and the Achilles and all this stuff that's yeah. just discouraging, man. Like, oh, it makes me nervous. 
it sucks. It just sucks, right? Like there's no other way around it because he's so yeah. talented. Um, and he's so important to obviously what the Lakers are trying to do. Um, you know, on the Sun side, you know, we just mentioned CP3. He's also somebody whose market's pretty set in stone. He's never had the total hobby love of some of the other guys in his class, but you know, his his rookie stuff in a 10 tops, tops chrome still goes in the thousands of dollars. Um, you know, he's someone that's pretty set. If he can ever actually get that championship, you will see a bump. I guarantee it. So yeah. that's Chris Paul. There's not that much to say on Chris Paul. Uh, Devin Booker is somewhat similar. He's still young. He's got a lot of hype just being a young all-star and you will still the same thing. If he gets to the Western conference finals, if he wins the championship, you'll see a bump. I want to talk about Deandre Ayton because yes. one, he's clearly just taking a leap this series. You know, I'm so impressed. Uh, he's trying, he's just, the effort is, is incredible. I'm, I'm really, I'm really just impressed all around. And he's the first overall pick, which itself carries uh, an inherent value there. Um, so what have you seen from Ayton? Do you think this is sustainable? Do you think he can keep getting better? What, what do you think about Deandre? Yeah, paint presence. Uh, 17 paint touches per game so far in this series. Um, that's changed the game for them. Uh, it's really dominating for how they run pick and roll and how they've just let Booker kind of do his own thing and have some diversity to their offense has been big for them. So Aiton, he had one of the most interesting quotes I've ever heard a rookie say when okay. he was asked about um, his plan. He's like, oh, my plan is to get a second NBA contract. Like, mm. why are you saying <laughs> that, dude? Um, so for him to play as well as he is at this point when, you know, maybe some money's coming his way, um that strikes me as interesting which also yeah. how long is he gonna play you know if he wants that second contract like does he just bail after that like there's a lot of ways that took that that um that quote yeah that's interesting that is very interesting um yeah i was always lukewarm on ayton uh i saw him in new york city the night before the draft and i wished him luck said you know good good luck to him and just completely ignored me that that's that i didn't oh, love no. that but you know listen i i wish i wish him the absolute best in his career uh i'm just kidding on that sense he has he doesn't owe me anything to say hello to me <laughs> but um you know i i i am encouraged with what i'm seeing here maybe the chris paul effect has really fully rubbed off on him at this point and you know i am pretty invested in Aiton just from i've told cody this but when i really first started getting into cards it was really the luco rookie set so i was kind of getting in on all the different teams of that 2018 prism class so i have a bunch of different refractors and colored Aiton rookies so this is a red scope deandre Aiton prism rookie this is also out of the choice set the same place the tigers tiger stripes mm -hmm. come from so asia exclusive so these are out of 88 um and they're short number there so you know I, and i have a pink ice here as well i like these they're pretty cards yeah, very cool card uh, both in the tens so i got a bunch of like these i got some base some silvers as well so i would love to see Aiton. um keep going, keep taking that jump. Cause um, you know, big men also have a stigma in the hobby as well, mm -hmm. as far as overall upside, but um, you know, he's somebody that's, that's exciting is playing around some superstars right now. And if he could t keep going, um, I think you, there's some more upside there, right? Right now you can get his just base PSA 10 for under hundred dollars. Like uh, they were sitting around the $60, $70 range in the season. Now they're into like the mid to high eighties. Uh, but for the silvers, uh, a, a very nice price you can get for like, Two two fifty somewhere in that range for a PSA ten silver prism compared to the top of the market in like you know January February and middle season those were sitting in the four hundred dollar range so um, certainly a, a, an affordable price if you think DeAndre Ayton can at least be an All NBA center second third team an All Star you know something along those lines then uh, I think that could be a good buy yeah and he doesn't need to transcend the center position like we talk about with Jokic or no. or uh Embiid or some of these other guys to actually pay off that price tag so that's a that's a good point and a good point about the the overall market being down a little bit and a good time to buy in general yep. mm -hmm. all right mm -hmm. Mike we got to get your futures takes who do you think comes out of the east I, I think I I think I know who you're going to say but who comes out of the east yeah I got the Nets I've had the Nets yeah. pretty much all season uh, no reason to think otherwise probably even feel stronger about it lately since they're too good um, I think they're going to smoke pretty much anything they put in front and put they, that gets put in front of them. Um, 
especially with the way the Lakers are banged up right now. Yeah, I can't argue it. <laughs> I can't. I, I, I know. I wanted to. I wanted to pick against the chalk, but I mean, it's just they. They yeah. seem like they're so overwhelming right now. And if you shut down one or two of these guys, the third one's going to kill you. So, yeah, it's it's really tough to pick against the Nets right now. Yeah, I um, you know, obviously being a Nick fan, being in New York, I, I'm and you know the super kind of got the villainous aspect to them. I'm not a fan of the team, uh, <laughs> but and I will be rooting against them. But I I will be surprised if they're. I think you go least... West hot take though. Yeah, let's let's hear let's yeah, hear let's your West, hear a West hot take. I'm going to the Clippers, man. I'm yeah. All right. All right. Oh, damn. I'm digging I it. Yeah. That. I think the Lakers are cooked. I think they match up really well with whoever they're going to have to play in the next. They match up really well with the Jazz. They match up really well with the Suns. They match up with the Blazers. They have perimeter defense there. Like, they match up against so many teams that are left. Um, maybe the Nuggets would give them trouble. But yeah. other than that, I think they're um, in really, really good shape to, to make a little run here before the Nets smoke them. Yeah. <laughs> so there's your finals. <laughs> there's pick. your finals. Pick. I, we don't even need I, to talk um, finals. I, I'm with you there. I mean, at least as far as I think they've unlocked something by going small this last game here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and if we're getting this Kawhi and Paul George, by the way, also seems to be a little bit on a mission the last couple of games. But if we're getting yeah. this version of Kawhi, which I didn't even know if we would ever see again, and we're seeing it very quickly. Uh, you know, I can't argue. I, I mean, I'm I'm loving watching Kawhi be Kawhi again. And I uh, the Clippers, again, as you said, the West might be wide open. So why not? Why not the Clips? Uh Cool, Cody. What you got? We got anything else here for Mike before we before we wrap up? I wrote up? some yeah, names we... down for some um, some off season stuff. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, let's transition let's to that quick because uh, Mike, if you don't know, the best time to buy these cards is generally not as they're making a playoff run. We like talking about right. these guys, and if you can pick them up cheap, it's great. But um, the best time to typically buy is in the off season when the attention's pretty low and people are shifted to baseball and football and things like that. So. Uh, is there anyone could be a playoff guy or not a playoff guy might even be better if it's not a playoff guy that, that you saw yeah. something out of this year, um, you know, that you can buy up in the off season that'll maybe take a leap next year. Yeah. I wrote down like 10 guys that I just thought that aren't in the playoffs right now that could be most of them aren't in the playoffs right now. Um, so I wrote down Patrick Williams. I think he's gonna have a really big mm, summer league. Yeah. Get a lot of eyeballs on him. I think he's gonna have, take a big step forward. Really low usage guy, but he has offensive capabilities. I think he really grows into a bigger role next year. Bulls aren't gonna be that great. Obviously, not having a um, a draft pick likely could give him a bigger role as well. Uh, Pokashevsky. I mean, like how can you not like Pokashevsky? Yeah. Uh, Kyra Lewis and Nikki Alexander Walker. If Lonzo doesn't come back, we could see bigger roles from them and a really fast, high, flashy offense with uh, Lions. Lonzo could be really fun. Loved yeah. what I saw to RJ Hampton. I think he's going to be a better player than Cole Anthony is. Um, mm-hmm. He's been great. Uh, so I've really been impressed with him. Killing Hayes, real flashy, great passing. We saw more right-hand stuff out of him rather than just going all left early in his career. Uh, rookie season, I should say. Uh, and yeah, some bigs who look kind of washed. Um, Marvin Bagley got a little flash. He's pretty bad. I can't imagine those prices are high. Um, <laughs> no. You know, he's has some potential. Uh, Mitch Robinson, you know, the forgotten man in New York. I still think he has a lot of up- upside. Um, and then Time Lord too. Um, just been hurt all the time. If he stays healthy, he'd be so so good. Yeah. First of all, I love I love all those names. So I just want to touch on a couple things quickly. You mentioned a lot of the the twenty twenty one rookies. Um, mm-hmm. you know those are guys that especially you know Hayes. He only came back at the end of the year. Um, you know Patrick Williams kind of was buried behind some of the other wings and, and bigs on that roster. You can get those guys for I don't have the numbers in front of me right now. We can get them for really cheap prices compared to the upside of this. Or the, you know the high end of this class. Um, I, I think those are that's that's some great call. Even if you're just kind of trying to swim in uh, some quick profit making, you could scoop up some of these guys if you want to just buy in bulk raw in the offseason. If you think they make a leap in summer league, you think they make a leap in their second season, you can make some quick profits on guys like that. Poku, 
full transparency. I've started investing in Poku. I have a couple color refractors, Prism. I'm I'm all in. I love I love Poku. Um, and Kyra, I think, is a great name because Lonzo might be out the door. Yeah. Um, you know that yeah, that team with Zion. Uh, you know he he can uh, certainly. And I'm a fan of the talent, and he's got that kind of like you know, that the eye test type of flash, you know, explosiveness that you like to see for, for the hobby. So I think those are some great names, Mike. Mike, yeah, I want to ask you about, I want to ask you about two guys here that, that have a little bit of hobby value already, but uh, I want to know from your perspective and what they did this year and what they've done in their career, if they can take the next leap to like uh, maybe beyond all-star caliber player, maybe like, I don't know, MVP contenders. I don't want to go that far, but um, just be like a legit star on a, on a really good team. And that's Shea. I know Shea's like a, a beloved guy at ETR. I know Leone's got mm-hmm. some of his patch auto cards and stuff like that. But um, he, to me, it seemed like he took a step this year. Is there? Do you do you see anything uh, out of SGA? He, his his value kind of uh, sank with the season ending in, ending injury, and you can get him pretty cheap right now. Yeah, insanely talented. Like he's basically Luca Roll, led the NBA in drives per game. Like he's gonna have a lot of flashy plays. Um, love him. Um, it's just the problem is how long till this team's relevant, you know, it's going to probably yeah. be like three, four years, but he'll probably be locked up for a while. So um, he'll be the big engine. I think it's going to be all-star for sure in the next three, four years. And then what about Jalen? What about Jalen Brown? Yeah. Huge leap, man. Um, yeah. Certainly think he's capable, certainly not to the upper echelon of upside as far as Tatum is, but yeah, he's definitely a guy that's got so much better um, just in so many areas as well. Um, I think he could be a really good player too. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of both of those names also. Uh, I, I'm a huge SGA guy, like a lot of us are, as Cody just mentioned. Just want to say with him real quick, you know, he's a buy for me this offseason, especially as the lull comes in, Name, you know, when basketball starts to to die down a little bit. You know, his his silver over the last three months, his silver prism PSA 10 was peaking at 16, 15, 1600 right now. You can get it under $900 right now. That's pretty wild. Uh, and possibly if you're, if you're price shopping for even lower than that. So, um, that to me, and you know, that will go back up when he's back on the court. There's just mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Again, the prisms and the colors as opposed to the base are a little bit safer as far as lower pops. Um, you know, and, and they, they're, they're, they're going to hold a safer floor, even in the dips of the market, like we're seeing right now compared to the base. So, uh, I think that's, that's an important thing. Um, yeah, I, I think that's, that's, that's all great. Um, do we have anything else? I think you nailed it, Mike. We really appreciate you coming on. We've been talking NBA a lot because that's kind of what's relevant right now, but we've never really had the uh, the authority, the voice of, of ETR NBA on to talk about it. So we really appreciate you coming on. Um, yeah, check out check out NBA 3-Ball on YouTube. Mike's still writing throughout the playoffs. So if you guys are, are dying for playoff fantasy content, check it out at ETR. Anything else you yep. want to let the people know, Mike? No, you nailed it, man. Uh, pumped for playoffs. There's been a lot of fun writing about the playoffs, covering it. It's my first year kind of doing matchups so heavy uh, with experience. Uh, uh, enjoying it. Gotten, uh, getting a lot better. Yeah, Mike Mike is the best in the biz uh, if, if, for, for my money. There's no doubt about it. The matchup columns must read if you're in DFS, if you're in fantasy. Um, his preseason content killer, the depth charts, everything. Mike just grinds and, and crushes it. And that's been awesome working with Mike all year. We're going to let Mike go because Adam Levitan's pinging him on possible props for tonight. So <laughs> we're going to uh, we're gonna, we're gonna let him go go address that. And we we really appreciate Mike coming on. And Mike, when, when the offseason comes on, I'm going to get you into the card game uh, full on again. All right? Yes, I'm, I'm in. I'm so in. All right, my friend. Thanks again. All right. See you, Mike. Thanks for being here, guys. Yep. Take care, everyone.